0: Hello, everybody. It's David Warrench. Thank you again for joining me. This is the Authentic Dad Podcast. Uh, It's been a minute. We took a little hiatus. Life got a little busy, but we are back. Hope everyone's staying well and healthy. Today we have Andrew Gill. Andrew was a great guy. I really enjoyed meeting him. He was cool. He was funny. He was fascinating. And he's going to talk about showing up in your life and energy where your energy is at, what gives you energy, what makes you lose energy, and various other things, including his journey and recovery. I hope you enjoy it. We will see you on the other side. Okay, I'm here with Andrew Gill. Andrew, if you don't mind, I love the thing um, on your website. It's just sort of like a bio, a little bit about you. I'm just going to read that, if you don't mind. He says he's lived a colorful life full of experiences that have taught him that uh, life keeps coming and the tools we choose will determine how we get to live self-awareness, curiosity, empathy, and gratitude are tools. So are disassociation, anger, and substance abuse. So we get to choose Mm. our tools. At the end of 2013, he found himself in a place where he needed to kind of let go of the tough guy that was fighting inside him and consider a different way to live. And he was about to lose uh, everything. Um, or the only thing that truly mattered which is his family he's jen's husband the father of two amazing teenagers who live life without fear of how i'll react to life's challenges and that's how he gauges his success been sober since 2013 when uh, he began a process of rebuilding uh, emotional intelligence with purpose when he put it in place for understanding his feelings it changed everything sorry when he put a process in place it changed everything at home and as a byproduct, you can bet your ass it changed everything at work too. Being curious about what um, what he reacts to also allows him to better understand the emotions of those around him. Like everyone, he's a work in progress, sorting through emotional triggers, but can now tell if his emotions have hijacked his thoughts and actions. Um, Andrew, man, thank you. There's so much gold in there. I just, I really wanted to read that. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. I know. I know. We've been playing a lot of uh, you know email, Zoom tags, so it's it's good, good to finally um, connect and um, so much to unpack. I, I guess I always like to start of, you know, your your story. I mean, you're a coach now, and it sounds like you've been through sort of a a transformation. You didn't start there. There was there was recovery. There was um, the tough guy yeah. life, whatever whatever that that entails, and just kind of run run through it because I think you probably a very interesting story. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, so I, um,
1: it's hard to, to think of where, where to start, but mm-hmm. the, I guess the, the best place to, to start would be it was, you know, drinking, I, was a solution for me. It was, I didn't know that until afterwards. And to say now that, um, that I'm so glad it happened. Sounds yeah. crazy. I actually remember the time I, the first time I, I said that to my wife, I was like, I'm not sure how this is going to go. You know, you're like, I'm so glad that we went through all this or that I put you through all this shit, you know? Yeah. It's, um, and, but it, you know, it's information, you know, it's, um, it, it's, uh, it's information that we can learn from and, and, uh, and decide what we want to take with us and what we want to let go of. And, and going through that, like that whole process of, um, of letting letting alcohol go uh it really it really was the start it was the start like uh, you know I I have a son who has um has cystic fibrosis um my 16 or he'll be 16 soon he's a great kid he's doing great you know it's um and but that's a it's a serious condition and um and so you know when you when you get married and you're younger uh, we were young when we, we got married we had two kids right away in our in our mm-hmm. mid-20s how old um, your do so you think, I was 25 when we had um my daughter who just turned 18 a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and i was um i was 28 when my son was born so it was about two years apart yeah and um you know you expect things to go you know storybook and um you know you don't really you don't know like if i knew what i know if i knew then what i know now you know yeah. i just know that i'm lo- i stepped in shit. you know i'm lucky to have gotten married to the the woman that i did and and um <laughs> and that we were able to to stick with it yeah so, you know, as things went, um, as years went on, you know, things started going. I owned a business, um, an energy conservation construction company that went under during the, the economic downturn of 2007, eight. And mm-hmm. my answer, work was my answer, to uh, so I didn't have to show up in my life. Like, so I was working 80, 90 hours a week. And yeah. so when that all went away, you know, I kind of had to turn and face, you know, the, the mess that I was making at home, you know, because I wasn't getting that validation from success at work. And, um, and I turned to drinking and that's, uh, that was my solution.
0: So work was like this kind of way to numb, numb out a little bit. Yeah. And were you drinking while you were working these like a hundred hours or did, you, or did it, did it come after yeah, the I was.
1: I mean, yeah, it got to the point where I was starting to drink at work a bit mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and, and I was, I mean, mostly after work, but some, you know, during work and, and it was, um, is that me?
0: Oh, yeah. No. Don't worry I'm about sure. it. not mm-hmm. sure. Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah, so that, that was, um, you know, I, I just I started drinking more and more, and it was very it was a very short period of time. I think it was like less than two years where I went from not having alcohol in my house at all to you know I have a problem that I can't, I can't mm-hmm. that I need help with, and um, so I stopped. You know, I decided. Actually, I remember the, the it was the week before um, Thanksgiving in 2013. I think it was like the 26th or something like that. And my wife was in the shower, and um, and I, I I started taking flight lessons. So, because that was the one thing that I could think of that was so far away from substance abuse that if I was completely submersed in this, then I would have to let this go. And I went and had a lesson and I had a great time and I stopped and got a six pack and I got hammered on the way. You know, I got hammered that night and I, Uh my wife was you know, upset and I walked into the, she was in the shower and I said, I need help and I'm going to go to a meeting uh, Mm -hmm. tomorrow. But she'd heard this before. So she had no reason to believe me. And so, but I did, I went up, got up the next morning on a Monday. Um, and I found a a local AA meeting in Norwich, Connecticut. And I went in and, and told the people, strangers there that I needed help.
0: Is that where you live in Connecticut?
1: I live, uh, in Lisbon, which is just, uh, just north of Norwich, Connecticut on the east side near the Mm -hmm. casinos, Foxwoods and Mohegan Sun, right about there. Yeah, I've,
0: I've definitely, I've heard of it. it. Um, so like the flight lessons was sort of, I think I can just, I'm, I'm, don't wanna put words in your mouth. Let me let me just try this other thing to immerse myself in and maybe I can just cold turkey not drink anymore and then Yeah it d- didn't happen that way. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it mm-hmm. didn't work re- it didn't work out that way. And um yeah, I had to uh I had to let it go. Yeah. And then a month in or so, I think I think like that's mm-hmm. the the time that where you really struggle. Like, you know, like January first, uh, fitness fads and things like that that come right. along and everyone, I'm gonna go to the gym every single day. And you have unrealistic goals. Um, and so you go every day and after about three weeks, it starts to fade off. That's mm-hmm. when I noticed like for me when it was like, all right, well, this isn't something I'm doing short term. I need to, I need to really, you know, think about this. And that's when all of the, the, the stuff came out. It was right around New Year's Eve that year. So we're talking four or five weeks later. Mm-hmm. That's when my wife and I had a conversation and she said, you know, I think we're going to be, this is the year we get divorced and I think we're going to mm-hmm. move on, you know, we're going to, and so. I was highly motivated. I, you know, the, the, that's the one thing I never wanted to do was I wanted, I always wanted to be a good husband and a good father. And, um, and I, I knew that I wasn't. And so I was willing to like, this was, uh, I think this was like really a pivotal moment for me. You know, I, I realized that I needed to try something different, like that I needed to, I needed to not know everything. You know, I needed to realize that this was bigger than me and I needed to, you know, step outside my comfort zone, listen to other people that I wasn't the expert of everything, and try yeah. different
0: shit if I was going to get different results. What I'm trying to think of the saying is, it's a a simple program for complicated people, or what, there's some saying there with the twelve steps that oh, I, can't, I can't I can't hear you. Oh, I'm trying to think of the the saying with the twelve steps. What is it they say? Like it's a simple program for complicated people, or or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. AA didn't stick for me, so mm-hmm. I I um I went for I went for like the first three months, like mm-hmm. multiple times a week, every day is for, for a while, and then it kind of faded off for me, and um, mm-hmm. and I replaced it with other sources of accountability.
0: What um what other things were you doing? Because I think people, um, AA is one tool, and I think, right, as you said, it doesn't work for everybody, and I'm, I'm curious about what, yeah. what else it, it looked like for you.
1: Yeah, in the Power Habit, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you read the Power Habit uh, book, Um. Uh, extremely popular. Charles Dewey, I think, is an author. Uh, yeah, and he talks about, you know, changing habits. As, you know, you have cue, you have the cue, mm-hmm. you have the the routine, and you have the reward. And in order to um, to have habits be sustainable, that's the cycle that you need the the, the habit loop. And in order to change a habit, you need to have the same cue, new. With yep. a new routine and a new reward and he talks about AA actually in the book quite a bit about how there's really no rhyme or rhythm to the 12 steps and you know god's brought up x amount of times but there's it's really not a god centered uh, program and right. so it's really just like so when you what i did um i ended up replacing it with exercise mm-hmm. and with uh connection and so um i started uh, running actually that's a whole that 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 spring I would say that first year of mm-hmm. sobriety that that whole like if I look back from thirty thousand feet, the whole year was was um it was tough, like so you have these ingrained memories of seasons, so I live in new England um i'm not sure exactly where you are, but it's um uh, yeah, I'm
0: in Maryland, so we have the four seasons, yeah, okay,
1: yeah, so you have the four seasons, and so you have like when you change each season you know every thirteen weeks or so there's um there's new memories that come sure. in that are historical data, you know, stored in your your brain, that are are either positive or negative, but they're reinforced. You're like, all right, well, spring comes around, you know, we have the best baseball team in the world here, yeah. is the Boston Red Sox. So, it's um, and the best, you know, in the fall comes, we have the the greatest uh, dynasty in football, and you know, ever. You know, the New England Patriots. You know. Yeah. But it's uh so we think about these things. That, you know, I think about baseball in the spring, you know, I think about in the summer is boating for me. I love boating, I love right, football right, right. you know, in Christmas time, you know, I love you know, all those things where before I didn't have those memories, I had like poor memories, so I had to relive the seasons and tie huh. new
0: habits like new to themselves. Like new so associations that, like, and Yes. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So now now I love I love each season. I love mm. you know, and, and I'm I'm almost eight years sober, so it really um it's. i don't ever think of of drinking anymore it's not an option i also have substance abuse in my family mm-hmm. i have watched my brother really suffer and so i think that that has also that negative reinforcement has really kept me um, well kept me clean even slowly. just
0: from you know i can only see you on the video from your chest up you look you look very fit so um, oh, thank you. it seems yeah. like you're still running it's good no i'm actually you're not? i'm a crossfit okay. i'm a crossfit fanatic yeah Oh, good yeah you so, seem so um uh, fit and healthy, and it's awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah, man. Thank
1: you. Yeah, yeah. I gotta get. I there. go to CrossFit every day, and um, so. that's part of actually part of the what I do in my coaching is like so learning what works for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, in that time, so everything in my life is comma for now, except for my wife and my kids. So any any new routine oh. or. Any new thing that, you know, I try to attach myself to, I know is going to work. Let's go there
0: because, all right, so you you have this 90 hour work week and, you know, the recession and then you're like, ah, I got this problem with drinking and you get into recovery and thankfully so far so good. But so how did that come transform into, I'm going to be a coach? Yeah. So,
1: so I went into this, uh, this time, you know, we were just, we were post, um, economic uh, downturn or the the recession or whatever it Mm -hmm. was. And so I got all these beliefs in my head that were like, you know, I'm not good at business that, you know, I failed at this. Mm. I had to lay people off, you know, you know, people trusted me with being able to provide them an income and I wasn't able to do it. So it was this whole relearning. I was terrified of actually, I was a builder. So I was terrified to charge things on accounts because I wasn't positive that the money would be there to pay them. And it was a great anxiety for me. Uh So I, yeah, I overcame that. Um, I, I got a, you know, I got a new job. I was in construction management for about twenty years, and um, so I ran this construction department in a, a local, a good sized local company. And so I was uh, accountable for the P and L. So I was the, the essential. I was the department division manager, and so I learned quite a bit about culture. And um, it was the first time I was really exposed to large amounts of people and managing large amounts of people. And so in being uh, accountable for all aspects of uh, the uh, the P&L. So I really, um, I connected with the people component of it. Like, so as in order to, you can't be successful if you're not a good leader in that, you know, and, and, and for me, like I'm an intuitive type person attached to energy. So it has to, it doesn't necessarily have to feel good, but there has to be growth there. Mm-hmm. And so some sort of like, I tried all the things that didn't work, you know, like uh, some sort of like, you know, if you're trying to push rather than pull, you know, it's, a, you know, push things with the poor culture is, doesn't end well. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. So I really had to, to learn to dial into, you know, what were, what people's strengths were and how to build, you know, so that there's this,
0: this anabolic, sure. everyone grows sure. together. It's a total art and skill that we need more of mm. in the world, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I
1: started working towards like, I did much larger construction projects. You know, there was good stuff. There was bad stuff, but, you know, and I really have a love for business. And, um, and so I kind of got my feet back under me in those five years. And so I, I, you know, I really loved the people component. I love consulting with businesses and I love because the peop businesses are, are made up of people. They don't, there's, they're just, it's just groups of people, teams and cultures. So, um, so I started, um, I went to, IPAC, which is yeah, uh,
0: yeah, you, you, yeah. Actually, yeah ex- about IPAC, tell I people about IPAC who who don't know it. I think if in the coaching world, it's it's well known and it's, it, they have a very um, specific and unique, I think, program. And I I didn't go to IPAC, but I did read um, Energy Leadership. I think the book, yeah, written by the yeah. guy who started um, IPAC and Yeah, it, Bruce Schneider. Yep. It's a fascinating book. Loved it. Mm.
1: Yeah. It means more and more to me every time I read mm-hmm. it. And it's, um, I just read it. I was away at Boy Scouts last week with my kid. Cool. And, um, and, um, and I read it again last week. Yeah.
0: Break it down a little bit. Cause I think the, when, when, you, um, explain what you're talking about when you're talking about energy, because mm. you're, it's probably a term that, that you're yeah. using and, and explain what that means in the context of, of coaching and what sure. you do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So energy is like a, it's a word. I'll update myself a little bit like Smurf, you know, like mm-hmm. there's different, there's there's so many different definitions for energy, but energy and how that, uh, I mean, it in the way it was taught to me at IPAC, um, was how you show up. So energy is, you know, your, your level of consciousness, mm-hmm. you know, that which is, um, how true you are to yourself and your belief, you know, that you have within you what you need, uh, to be, to, to succeed and succeed has a definition also. So it's, um, you know, there's in, in IPEC, you know, we, we learn and I coach around this quite a bit is there's, um, there's two types of energy. There's a catabolic energy, which is that that destroys and rips down. And there's anabolic energy, which is that that lifts up and grows. So the the catabolic energy is like if you walk into a room and you're you're taking from it. So when you walk in a room and, you know, you can feel, take the room's temperature, everyone can. You can walk in your work. Yeah. You know, you walk in the living room at your house, you know, and if are you adding and in, in supporting that and adding to it or are you taking away from that right so you know are you, like uh, an emotional bank account you know are you, are you making deposits or withdrawals so mm-hmm. things that tear down you know are anger frustration you know those kinds of those kinds of uh, emotions anger frustration um, helplessness you know um the, the the belief that you that you're you don't have what, what you need to, uh, to be successful or, and it's like any of those, those things are like, I need from you, I need from you mm-hmm. and in the higher energies and that about anabolic energies, it's that, you know, I have, I possess, you know, so you have the ability to create and cultivate and grow. So that's, uh, that's kind of like, so in keeping track of people's buttons and triggers, like, so when we have conversations, most of my coaching is, is essentially around buttons and triggers. That's where yeah. we start and keep, we log.
0: Yeah. I I think it's so not only interesting, but important because we, you know, like sometimes I'm be talking to somebody and having this great conversation and and sometimes I notice it, but sometimes I don't. And then I'm all of a sudden like, wow, I'm really lit lit up and I'm feeling great Mm. in it because it's collaborative and it has all these tools of of, curiosity, empathy, gratitude and awareness. And um, I think these are such important things to kind of keep an accounting of. You know, yeah. and, and of course the opposite or, or, or the other end of it is like, man, I'm, I'm drained I'm frustrated, I'm angry. And I think someone like you Absolutely. can add so much value and be like, you know, you know, cause I always say you can't see the label from inside, inside the bottle and you don't know the water you're swimming in. So it, you, you can I, notice I really like, like yeah, you know, you know, you really lit up when we talked about, you know, X, Y, and Z and this seems mm. really like, well, of course, you know, but, but it's, I don't think it's that obvious actually, if you're not paying attention. And I think these little shifts can, can actually be transformative when when we're paying attention to, to this. So I, I love this work that you do.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah. The, that mindfulness component that you just mentioned, like we were, you know, they, it makes such a difference when you're paying attention. So a lot of times, like, and back to those habits and routines and the awareness of the different, you know. Of what kind of energy you're showing up with like a lot of times you know we're we're stuck in our own heads and we're you know uh, thinking about worried about the potential outcomes of things that haven't happened yet you know or like i was just talking about like i believed that i was a bad business owner because Mm -hmm. i didn't have the ability to run a business because of the result that i got so there was a belief system that (laughs) i carried forward you know fear of the past you know the, the past repeating itself so you know that mindfulness component of being being able to let go of both and be present in that moment and actually be present in the conversation so that you notice. And then like something you just said where, you know, you're lit up, you know, people lit up and you can see it's actually, when you're coaching energy, when you're coaching the person and not the the problem, you know, it's not the difference between performance and, and core energy coaching is like performance coaching is, is, is coaching a problem or coaching a, a situation or an event where core energy coaching would be, more towards co- co- coaching the person yeah. yeah that's that's part of it so i don't actually care what i mean I, I certainly do care about my clients problems but i more care about right how they're showing up to it and the way that they perceive it and that you know that like if you're going to notice a shift in someone's energy like i can see it in the you know that cheekbones are in there you know in their eyes and like the, the shift and actually the color of their skin yeah. changes when you're when you're when you're sitting sitting present with someone and you can actually see that energy shift. It's such, it's just exactly.
0: I mean, let's face it. Things are going to arise. You know, if if it's, if it's not this problem, it's some other problem and we're in it like one thing Mm. after the next and how we show up with whatever's arising more and more is what um, I've come to, to really value. And I like what you said, you know, about being curious, because just because you're angry or frustrated doesn't mean we have to judge that. Like, right. what's that about and mm. and curiosity is, is another one of those things that um yeah work work in progress and cultivating that you know i think i think it's sure. an important important skill we all, more, yeah. more openness more curiosity less judgment um you know as you said work in progress i love that but yeah.
1: um yeah i don't think we ever get anywhere no. you know, or you know we make progress but you know I don't. We don't ever wish to stop learning and growing. You know.
0: Yeah. No. I think so. What, what is there any? Um, I don't know. Like specific practices that you find helpful, or you, that you're used with, with your clients. Like, how do you work with somebody yeah. specifically? Sure.
1: So everyone's a bit different, right. but um, for the most part, people that come to me are in search of something different. So they're like, what you're. You've realized, like I I did, back in well in in 2013. I was like, I know what I'm doing is not working, and I need to let go of the the belief system that I have that I already know everything. Yeah, and I need to lean into potentially something different. So that's typically where people show up, and so usually, uh, well, my pack- package is typically 12 weeks, mm-hmm. and you know the first couple weeks are typically getting to know each other and finding out what. What's, uh, what's, you know, when people call, I know that it's difficult to, to reach out, spe- specifically men, you know, in-, in uh, Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I know that, you know, people are circling around, you know, for quite a while before they actually reach out and make contact. So usually the first couple of weeks are like, what's going on, you know, what's going on with the, that we need to, you know, what belief system is such is, is that we need to address, you know, right now. Mm-hmm. And then after we get to know each other for about three or four weeks, I have an assessment that's called an ELI. Yeah, um, the Energy Leadership Index assessment.
0: I'll have to. I'll and, have uh, to have you. I'll have to, to to retain you to do that. I've always wanted to be assessed on that. I, and it's a really cool. Oh, tool. yeah, I know all about it. Yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah. So yeah, I yeah, do it from um, the book.
1: Yeah, and oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the more time goes on, actually, the longer I'm spending doing them. I was actually having a conversation with my wife last night I was, because I did one. It was two and a half hours, and I was like, "Wow, like I gotta, you know." What happens is like once we get to know each other mm-hmm. and uh in those three or four weeks a bit then we have more information to go off of yeah, with yeah, the yeah. eli and so the really is the eli is an assessment that is i think 70 or 80 questions mm-hmm. and um it just it breaks down into two charts your energetic profile which is like how you how you show up to to life on a regular good day you know like mm-hmm. and then another there's a whole other chart that breaks down how much of the different levels of energy you have on the top and then the bottom chart is the energetic stress reaction which is how you respond to a stressful reaction or a trigger or a button push or a, you uh-huh. know, comp- compilation of if that's a word did i just make that word compilation No, yeah, that's a word hmm. we'll go with it it's a word yeah it's a, and so the and really just breaking down the different levels of energy and how they show up to for you we put and so is, we tie each one of those things
0: is this all from answering the questions or are we are we like kind of keeping track throughout the day like a diary or anything We sk- tracking well,
1: it yeah the debrief is is um from answering the questions okay. and um but the information that we, i plug into there mm-hmm. is from keeping track of the sessions of the different things the knowledge so you know usually you know it works um I found it more in my coaching package. Mm-hmm. I find that it has the most impact around week four to five because then we have, we have some knowledge of each other and what the things that are struggling with and where you want to go. And then we'll break that stuff down to, and we do it right around there and then it leaves the, the next six, seven weeks or so to, to, to work that out.
0: Okay. So let's just trying to get a little more specific. Let's say somebody. I don't know, this is really probably basic and not nuanced, you know, you know, w- what energizes me, you know, I love being with my kids. I love, I'm not talking about me. I'm just randomly. I love going biking. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, sometimes my job is, is really difficult. Um, it's my boss is frustrating. He doesn't listen to me or he doesn't value me. And like, are we, so we're getting an assessment of like, what's, Energizes maybe, and what doesn't, and how we show up in these situations, and like once we have the information, let's say, you know, like a picture, mm. like a map, then what? How do we do address it?
1: Well, so what we do is we 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 look at the amount of, of energy there is in each one of those. Like so, if you have a pie chart, it's not a pie chart, it's a bar right. chart, but it's it's you know, pie chart has one hundred percent. So it breaks down the one hundred percent into those seven different levels, and for both the the top chart and the, the stress reaction part. So, if we were to, as we go through them, we'll assign the the specific um, Mm -hmm. circumstances in your life where you feel each energy level is appropriate. So where where these things are coming from, Mm -hmm. and so maybe it might be a boss. You know, that's you know maybe you are um, triggered by you know a boss or judgment or whatever it is that's going on, Mm -hmm. and then typically, you know, we don't, you don't, you know, your emotions are never wrong. You know, your emotional reaction is never incorrect. The conversation I just had with a friend over lunch, you know, it's when we judge them and then, and then assign like a value to that. I shouldn't react this way. Mm. You know, I shouldn't be reacting this way. This is, this is a bad reaction. I need to change my reaction. Mm -hmm. You know, I need to not react this way when really the, the output is a, is a value is indicated by the input so whatever you're taking in through your lens your experiences that you've had in life or whatever it is that has gone on in your belief systems it creates that output so your your emotional reaction to things aren't wrong if you desire a different emotional output you need to change the input or you know have an insight around how you're judging that circumstance
0: right so there's a there's a trigger and you're reacting you know being triggered and you're reacting and then you, you said you have to what was what was the last part so so, I have a particular, let's say, set of, um, you know, habits, values, beliefs, maybe even wounds. Mm. Something happens, gets triggered. I have this particular emotional reaction and I say, God, I don't really want that reaction. Mm. It's unhelpful. It's bad. I want it to be different. You're saying, well, well, no. I mean, that's, that's your reaction and there's nothing wrong with that reaction, but, but we're changing. Um, what's, what's the work? revolve around
1: the input or an insight. So the, the insight. it's just like, like, yeah, getting curious as to why, you know, mm-hmm. why, why is, why is that coming? What's coming up for you when mm-hmm. this goes on? Like, why, why do you have that emotional reaction and, and not yeah in a curious way? You know, mm-hmm. so anytime my, like, I'll give you an example for my, my, you know, my son and I argue about his treatments mm-hmm. you know every day, you know, it's a, so anytime he, doesn't do them multiple times i get af- i get af- i'm afraid that he's going to get sick mm-hmm. so when i ask him multiple times and he's he's just you know a 15 year old kid that's living his best life right. playing fortnite or whatever it is that he's doing over there i have no idea what he's doing and so he you know he just doesn't want to deal with it cuz he's 15 but me i have a fear that he's you know that he's uh, going to get sick right. so if i want to get curious with myself which i i, I do this constantly why why am i reacting this way why am i why am i snapping at him you know is it's because of my own fear that he's going to be sick is there a way to dig down underneath that and say and to rationalize he's 15 you know it's going to take me six times of asking him yeah if i'm i have so if he gets if he's not doing his treatments i have to deal with him not doing treatments along with me being pissed off too and i don't need to deal with both so if i change the my perspective on it and say He's a kid and it's going to take sometimes in some days, he's not going to do them at all. It's going to take me until eight or nine o'clock at night for him mm-hmm. to do them. And if I have that belief system and alter what I, what I think, right. then I can get rid of
0: that. Yeah, like, it's like cut out the middleman. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we went to this, the um, we just went to this, like, um, my, my son's also, he's in middle school, uh, going in, going into seventh grade and they just had an event at school um, not, not with the kids, like a, like a meet and greet. Cause we, we didn't really meet any of them cause it was COVID. They weren't really in the building right. and they did that age probably applies to a 15 year old too. They were, they were actually mentioning the science around that. There's like parts of the brain that aren't developed. And it, you know, if you ask your kid like a thousand times to do it and they don't do it, it's, it's perfectly normal.
1: <laughs> mm. And
0: we were like, really? We thought there was something wrong with them, or that we were insane. And like, no, 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 there's like, yeah. it's like a developmental thing. Uh, sure, which yeah. I I thought Absolutely. was so interesting, and, and we both looked at each other and were like, oh really? Hmm. Yeah. So I yeah. believe it. So, totally. So good. it was it's helpful uh, to be like, okay, well, it's frustrating, but I mean, it's a developmental thing. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So in that instance, getting curious as to why, you know, yeah, why I'm driving. You know, it's my own belief system, and when I when I change that, or when I dig down, then I can I can unpack exactly what it is that why I'm having this reaction, and I'm going to have the same reaction tomorrow. I'm mm-hmm. having the same reaction mm-hmm. next week, maybe. And, you know, until I, until it sinks, it, it sinks in my head that, all right, this is going to take six times and that's, that's okay.
0: Yeah. And, and, in going back to, you had something in, in the, the bio that I read about like reacting to life's challenges and, and that's how you sort of gauge your success. Is that what you mean? Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's cool.
1: Yeah. I, I really do. It's, you know, I, I, when I was younger and I, I owned the different businesses and I had a, I had a T-shirt that said "Future Millionaire." I remember, <laughs> and, and I feel like such an idiot for, for for having that now, but I'm I'm okay with it, you know. So that and that was my gauge of success. So I was working. If I worked hard, if I worked twice as much as everyone else, then I would be twice as more successful than everyone else. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd have twice as much money, which is you know that was the ultimate gauge. You know, people look at me as the uh, you know super successful because I had I, I I had you know money at a young age, and and when that was all gone, you know, and and when I it was really when I After the no, and then my reaction was drinking, and then after drinking, and I had to be, I had to, like I said, I had to, I had to reach that and believe that the tough guy had to go, and I had to think that, lean into other people, to for solutions and support, you know, to potentially for answers that I didn't have and to to learn. So that's really when I I remember, like I view it as like I turn I I turned around, I looked at my house and my family and my wife and my kids, and that's all I ever wanted, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't, but I didn't know how to, I didn't have the skill set to, to manage that or to reconcile that. You know, I, I grew up a bit different, you know, I had, there was a, a lot of trauma mm-hmm. I grew up with. And, um, and so I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to do it. You know, I didn't know how to, how to do that. So I really had to be, I really had to get, um, vulnerable with my, and I know that's an overused word. But it's it's exactly what what I had to to do. I had to get vulnerable and say that I don't possess these skills right, you know, I don't, right now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck this up. And uh, but you know we're gonna do it together. And so that's really when um, when I turned the corner. And I think when I when I I, I believe I've broken the generational curse. Oh, good. In, uh, in my I, I know what you mean.
0: Yeah. I know what you mean. That's great. Yeah. Mm. No, my take on it is that most of us don't have a lot of these skills, and there's this. Eckhart Tolle, quote, something or other, where he yeah. says, he doesn't really think people change at all unless there's a crisis that shifts them. And yeah. and so I think for most of us, we're not going to just wake up and be like, I have to transform everything and, unless something hits and there's a bottom and you hit a bottom and we all hit our bottoms. Um, but I think someone told me this once when he was a therapist or a coach that, you know, talking to me like oh, you figured out a lot of things right and you you and andy figured out a lot of things right you like you you were making all this money and running this business and i and i think we conflate that with wow we've really figured it all out until you know we hit a wall and like oh i hadn't figured out you know all this other stuff but if, mm. and i felt the same way like i've got a wife and kids and a job and i figured out all these things and then yeah nope yeah but exactly yeah yeah, no. Yeah, we don't know anything. But now you figured out this other stuff, which is great. Unfortunately, right. to to get there, sometimes it's a little rocky. <laughs> I don't sure. think there's any way around that. And, um, yeah. So ho- ho- it's hopefully, totally less like rocky in the future. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but I think that just having the oh, like the open like this is open, this is closed. You know, mm-hmm. like to be open to criticism. You know, to be open to you know constructive criticism, or and not taking it personally, and not believing that I have all the answers. You know. Yeah. I'm okay with, learn. you know, I still, it still happens all the time where, you know, I put my, you know, I initially have that trigger, you know, defense that goes right up mm-hmm. as soon as someone says something. And, and, but now I, I try to, and it might happen. I might go through that whole, that whole process. And then I get to say why did that what you know the next maybe it's you know a couple hours later maybe it's fifteen oh, yeah. minutes later maybe it's the next day maybe it's the next week why did I react that way <laughs> I why just I, that I, was unnecessary.
0: For me it's such a hard transition to to be a practicing attorney and then also have coaching clients because lawyers are trained to basically tell people what to do and this is what we're gonna do and this is how we're gonna do it and coaching is not like that at yeah. all. You know it's open, it's curious, yeah. like the person comes up with their own answers, their own wisdom. You're merely the guide. And that, that transition yeah. is is really hard. Plus, for whatever reason, I was told recently that, quote, David, you have a lot of fuck you energy. <laughs> so yeah. I am sort of a little anti. What does that mean? You know, mean? I like to do things my way. And I, you know, I work for myself. And yeah. I, I have this, I don't always love like authority, you know, and the man. I'm always, I'm the man of the people. Yeah. I work for the people. I have this sort of romantic thing about kind of the plight of, of individuals and you know, this sort of, you know, the fighting, the good fight. And sometimes, yeah, it, it, it in court or, or, um, when I'm, mm-hmm. when I'm representing somebody, it, it can get the best of me. Sometimes against got to take a deep breath. And, you know, five minutes later, Oh God, why did I, That that guy's a nice guy. Why did I yell? Whether it's a prosecutor yeah. or something. So, it's so funny. we all have these parts, you know, that, are, that blend with us. Yeah. I just had,
1: um, I was just having a conversation with an attorney um, a couple of weeks ago that um, that uh, had me on the stand several years ago mm-hmm. and didn't treat me well, mm-hmm. or, he, or he treated his client well, and I wasn't his client. Yeah, And uh, and so it was, uh, and once he realized who I was, you know, he was like, oh, geez, you know, there was, some, <laughs> was a little bit of hesitation. He said, well, I can I certainly appreciate your professionalism in this, you know, it's a and so, you know, I get it. You know, attorneys that, you're, you know, you're, you're doing, you're doing your best to what you believe is to, to, to win. That's, it's, it's a win lose, it's a win lose, uh, business. It, it, you know, specifically it specifically can be court.
0: very adversarial. And, and that's, I think, energy wise attracts me to coaching because mm. it, everybody, hopefully everyone wins, you know, yeah. I hope. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah.
1: there's two, two, two different, two different, uh, Different things yeah, for sure. I mean
0: I think we see the T V version of law practice. It's not quite like that. It, there is quite a bit of collaboration and collegiality even between, you know, opposing mm. parties. So it it probably would be unfair to say that it's, it's just always a fight. It's it's not, but but it mm. but it can it can be I mean, really trying to resolve disputes at its core and, and do what's best for for the for the client. Or if you're on the other side to do criminal defense, the prosecutor is representing the state and they have to do what's what justice requires and sometimes mm. the system works wonderfully well and sometimes not so well and uh it has a lot of problems but I still think it's 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 a pretty good system yeah. we have here, folks. So Absolutely. Um yeah, absolutely. Proud proud to be a part of it some some sometimes. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So where do you, where do you want to go next? We have a little little, little bit more time. I mean yeah. tell me We do
1: um well we talked about well, I mean we talked about um uh drinking and mm-hmm. and um talked about some coaching and we talked about parenting, mm-hmm. you know, a, a little bit. So I'm at this place now where, um, you know, like things, things, um, we talked a little bit about for now and like, uh, talking about transitions and shifts, right? Mm-hmm. So my, my daughter is 18 and, mm-hmm. um, and so we're in this weird, uh, place where, you know, I, I, um, we're making a transition where she's, uh, she's going to be moving out in the, the coming weeks to go to school in Boston. So, um, so we're in this, uh, this place where, you know, you build these, you know, there's nothing that we have more of a connection to than our children, right? Mm-hmm. And so the, and the ability to, to keep them safe. And, you know, like when at night, when to turn the lights off, you want them in the house so that you, you know, that all your, your possessions, you know, your, your, uh, the things that you value most are, are safe. And so, you know, she, she's worked at, um, 4-H camp mm-hmm. and, um, for the summer. So she hasn't been home, you know, she comes home only one night a week. And, um, so it's been kind of, a, a um, uh, an easy transition, you know, knowing, but you know, as, as life changes, and so the life that we've built, um, changes a bit and people, our kids go out and you know, yeah. get their own wings, you know, it kind of parallels some of the transitions that we coach people through or, you know, provide space for that we're going through myself.
0: Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't stay the same for very long now, does it? <laughs> yeah. Once, yeah. once once you got yeah I got I got it, I got it. then it shifts yep. Sp- particularly particularly now when the world is literally reforming I mean it's yeah it's 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 yeah. unbelievable I mean I, I don't know I'm, I don't I don't know I'm, I'm having sometimes these weird experiences out there in, in the wild with being on the roadway and, and it just seems like people are driving faster and things are yeah more aggressive and I was walking around like a a neighborhood, um, near a neighborhood we used to live at and all these so sad boarded up buildings and I mean, um, Mm -hmm. like businesses we used to, we used to go to and, and it's, it's a weird languishing kind of reforming phase or at least it feels like to me. Um, it really
1: is it really is and you have the you know the the division of people that with their different belief systems about why that is and right. you know and what the agenda is and and um you know the, as far as the vaccine goes and whether that's good or bad and you know it really is like
0: oh yeah it's uh another it's rabbit polarizing. hole
1: yeah 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 so yeah I, well I don't, I don't usually stay away from the, the the uh those those things and it's really um it's really strange it's really uh it's 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 odd to to watch, you know, like uh, when people are like we're talking about belief systems and being so tied to the potential outcome and, and 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 letting go of maybe the fact that you that you have to try something new to get a different result. You know, it really is a
0: is not isn't, that's isn't the, it the, the perfect time output. isn't the perfect time for that right now. I was listening to a podcast where it was, um, the, the, the guest was saying, you know, like if, if ne- now is the time to be awkward and own your awkwardness and, and you know, how is everything going? Eh, eh, you know, not instead of pretending that it, that it's, that it's great because this really has touched everybody in the whole planet, whether even if you didn't lose somebody, you, you lost something, mm-hmm. you know, whether sure. you are homeschooling a kid or, you know, a wedding got canceled. It, it, it Nobody was untouched by this. And, And now is sort of a great time to kind of be vulnerable and be awkward and reconnect because we're all in the same boat, I think. Although there are some people who seem that aren't realizing what's happening, which always fascinates me. (laughs) Yeah, Um, Pretending like nothing's going on. Yeah. We thought that like, I think that we
1: all held on to that the summer of 2021 was going to be just absolutely epic. Yes. And you know, it was going to be everything that, every you know all of 2020 and half of 2021 wasn't
0: and so i know my wife and i are like this summer sucks like yeah
1: why does it suck so bad
0: i read an article like months and months ago and it was like this is going to be the roaring 20s you know this this summer and i was like that's so exciting and i think it over the last few weeks because of the delta and um mm. it it seems it seems awkward out there even if I'm at a restaurant and outside and it looks like everything's normal and bumping, just, it's an energy vibe. Maybe it's me, but mm. it just feels weird.
1: I think that you know, there's a, there's something to that, and what, what you're I hear what you're saying. It's um, is that it's like it's a vibe. So mm-hmm. I think you know, they we've all been essentially you know had less access to the things we had before, and reprioritized what was important or forgot about components. So yeah. you see, like. I see kids that just don't know how to socially interact yeah. anymore because they've been in learning, you know, whatever, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth grade in their bedrooms, you know, and, and if we had a, an issue before, and this isn't this isn't just kids, this is adults, this is everybody, you know, like, so if you, social anxiety was already a huge problem before, you know, having a lack of self-awareness or, or lack of consciousness and being um, okay with and accepting of who you are, if that, mm-hmm. if there is a, a, a time in where that would be amplified, you know, more would be right now when, you know, you're, you're able to work from home, you know, uh, interact with people limited and have certainly an excuse if you didn't want to, yeah. you know, interact with people. So you hold up in your house and that just gets worse and worse and worse. So then when you're back in public, you know, you'd really, the, like you said, the word awkward, you know, so awkward, you see kids that don't know how to interact with children. You see adults that aren't making like more so aren't making eye contact or, you know, the insecurities mm-hmm. are, are pent up and built up. And so, you know, the, the, the uh, confidence, the level of confidence is certainly affected. I know for me, like for me, when I, I left my full-time gig, mm-hmm. last um, it's actually been a year okay. uh, next week. And so by like January, like I was in, you know, I was in my house for f- essentially four months. We have two homes next, right next door to each other, and so we, I, I have my office in one, and we walk back and forth. Oh. And so I hadn't, I, I remember at one point, like I hadn't left my driveway except for with sneakers on for like f- months. Wow. You know? And yeah. yeah, I hadn't driven out of my driveway, and so and my wife just was like, "You really have developed a thing where you don't want to like drive anymore. Like I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to go like get coffee. I don't want to go do stuff. I don't want to spend time in the car."
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. There's there's a reintegration anxiety there. There's probably some trauma. Who knows? We're still in it, you know. I, feel, I I'm I'm not sure. I'm yeah, sure I'm not, 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 not sure hoping. we can even tell yet. But I I, I thought the same thing. Now this summer is gonna be, and now that it's not only it's here, it's almost over. I'm like, huh. It just doesn't have. Yeah. I mean, it's it's nice. I, I like being outside, doing things more, and it it's more normal. But yeah, but,
1: but the, yeah, there's, yeah, there's some magic it, missing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I live right on the live on. I live a little bit inland, but mm-hmm. we're near the ocean. So between Rhode Island and Connecticut, the ocean's right here. So, um, I I, have a, I love boating. Mm-hmm. So I have, I actually have a boat problem. At one point, I had too many boats, but it's um. A boat so I was problem. down to one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I have. Well, I still have the other one, the skiff, and I have another, uh-huh. you know, dinghy. But last year I had two in the water, uh-huh. and um, and I so I bought a new one, and it the motor blew up last year. Mm-hmm. So we were. So I had the backup boat and so I got rid of that last year cuz that's not a good financial decision yeah, to keep two boats. I so.
0: have family who owns boats, boat. They're, it's a very uh, you really got to have it. You got really have to love it. It's it's a very a, a big investment financially time yeah, yes. like, wise. Yeah, I mean, you really want you really need yeah. you really need to want a boat.
1: You have to yeah. love it or else you never pay for no. it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. So I we put the boat in the water this year in May and the outdrive exploded in mm. the first 10 minutes so and it's taken three months to get it back so we've we were down that also like so going up, you know we, we're in new mm-hmm. london which is a little bit uh south of us is where i keep it and then i, I love fishing i love love mm-hmm. fishing we love going we go over to black island we go over to long island you know and, and, and uh so we haven't had that all summer either. it's just been like a really weird mm-hmm. grab summer that uh you know it's what, what we've made of it but you know accepting where you are is like all right this kind of sucks and that's okay you know it's we don't suck yeah. yeah
0: you know we're we're, we're going through it. this kind of sucks and that's okay yeah yeah the most disruptive as has been said the most disruptive event since world war ii i believe it yeah
1: and yeah if you think back like when we talk about yeah. you know what we were you doing during covid yeah when we're in, in you know years from now we're talking to our grandchildren absolutely and we're, we're, yeah
0: and i will i will have to say i'm also very grateful you know lots of lots of lives lost lots of Financial ruin in businesses, and I'm still here. I'm doing a podcast with Andrew, and and so I'm yeah. I'm grateful for that. And um, yeah, when well this started this this project was a was a pandemic project, and gonna keep oh, it yeah. up because I love it because it gives me energy, man. Gives yeah. me energy. What um before we end any other um so there's Energy Leadership, which is the book by um the IPEC founder. What yep, I forget his Bruce name. Bruce Schneider. What's his name? Yep. Bruce schneider. bruce schneider any other resources or things that you love or
1: that that you i think uh, like there's there's two books or there's a couple books that i i keep real close to me mm-hmm. actually i mindset by carl dweck oh yeah something a I've classic probably 10 times mm-hmm. i don't even know the power of habit by charles duick okay. which we talked about yeah and um goleman's uh, emotional intelligence mm-hmm. is, a, is a book that i keep close to me constantly yeah and emotional intelligence 2.0 is another book i can't remember the author of that but it's a little okay it's a little bit more uh it's it's less of a of a book and more of an instruction
0: these are classics
1: yeah these are great books that i keep and i reference them all the time
0: constantly do you have any other daily practices besides crossfit
1: yeah so this is a part of like learning um you know i don't i have adhd Mm -hmm. also um and so i um, I take, um, Adderall for that mm-hmm. every morning. And so I wake up, you know, when I take stimulants, I wake up hard every day. I don't, I usually wake up saying how the hell am I going to do this yeah. Yeah, every single day where my wife gets up at 5 AM and she does her journaling. That's and stuff. Her, and yeah. to me, yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, that's never going to happen for me. And I'm, okay, I'm totally okay with that. So I go to the, like, so every day I wake up and, and, um, have some coffee and I start, or I've, historically I've started my day for six thirty a.m you know and work till about four between four and five mm-hmm. so i've shifted my my day into a place that's more productive for me and so i i work a little bit and then i go to the gym at 9 a.m mm-hmm. every day and i work out for about an hour and a half two hours huh? and then i come i take a shower there come back and then i i get to work for 11 till four five six you know mm-hmm. whatever that is and so integrating my my integra- integrating like i view working out as part of my job you know i view mm-hmm. i view like uh, meditation and allowing myself to transition because i really have a hard time transitioning are, from are you a thing daily meditator next. i i would like to be yeah i would say probably four four to five times a week that is you know, it, it falls off a couple of days
0: so interesting what you just said you wake up hard i, I it's a really good way of putting it I, I think i think i have that same thing and then but but once i get up and have coffee and you know it sort of lifts i'm like okay i'm good but, de- mm. but I definitely I don't know, it might be a um like a uh, what's the what's the stress hormone? Oh, I don't know, it might be a cortisol yeah. thing. Yes, I, I think yeah. it's a I, I, that's what I, I've been told that it could be and then it sort of drops. And I don't
1: know. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so
1: yeah, that's what I so integrating like, so everything I do, I consider my job, like I choose, I consciously choose to do everything that i'm involved in if there's something i'm involved in that i don't want to be then um you know i'll, I'll evaluate the, mm-hmm. the value of it and, and remove it if it's not if it's not necessary this way that i'm choosing yeah like, consciously choosing to do everything. And i think
0: that's like an excellent point i mean for for those who who are able i know it's not always that that simple it's like do the things you really want to do in your day and the ones you don't eliminate i think if and when it's possible and you know so a colleague of mine and just said hey why are you you know taking these cases that you don't want to take and just design it exactly the things that you want and that make you happy and which is a really simple thing but sometimes i think we just don't do it oh i have to do this or i have to do that Mm. Like, maybe you don't
1: yeah yeah i've designed my life in such a way that it's um and i know that everyone doesn't have the you know ability to or I know that it can't happen over you know overnight, mm-hmm. but you know my wife and I are, are minimalists, yeah. and so we we removed everything that was excessive, essentially, and okay. learned to to be grateful, you know, and to to, yeah. to really value the things that we we do have, which dramatically uh, like downsized our overhead, you know, the money that we needed to make. Oh, man. So
0: it's so much. Through, it's so, through, so much mental space too when 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 there's no oh, clutter. Yeah. And- I, when you look at your space yeah. and I, 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 really feel stressed when I see clutter. So it's uh, yeah. it's a mental health thing. Yeah. I don't like a lot of stuff.
1: Totally. So we got rid of all that stuff. And so it really allowed, you know, allowed us to consciously choose what we want to be involved in. Cause if like, I could go buy a house that's three times mm-hmm. the size and cash that I'd be cash strapped to. And I could go buy a $70,000 truck, but I drive a 15 year old Jeep. And we live in yeah. a, a really small house, you know? And so it allows us to, to be involved in and take the vacations that we want to yeah. and do the, the things that we want to do. So it's just micro, micro changes that can get you to, and I know what it is. Like if you're there, there were years where we, there was nothing. I was upside down in our house, you know, you, you buy a car, you got to pay it off, you know, like, yeah. or, or sell it. So it's just micro changes that m- moving towards more freedom. That's so, really, yeah. I mean, I'm really to,
0: into um, vinyl, vinyl records. Uh, oh, yeah. you know, it's a thing. It's very hot now, but there are people who just, you know, they collect and they just want it for the collection. Da, 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 da. And I, when I go to the record store, like I will only buy it if I really, 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 really want it to listen to it. If I'm not listening to this, I'm not buying it. I'm not just getting it just to have this particular thing. I yeah. have to, something I want them, that I know I listen to. And that that's, that's been a good gauge, you know?
1: Yeah, so. yes. Yeah, so what we do is, is um, or we did up front, I don't know that we're doing it so much anymore. I think it might be just ingrained, like anything that we want to have, like we, we hold it, and does this, add value to my life? Mm-hmm. does this add value to my life? And so, and same thing with if you're on Amazon, so does this, you know, and most of the time the answer is no, right? you know, that you, you don't need it. And so I don't, I just don't buy stuff. Does this add value do to my that. life?
0: That's a wonderful mm-hmm. question. Yeah, yeah. Well, I sure. think said the man with two boats. Said the man with two boats. Well, it adds a lot of value to your life. And, yeah, and it does, yeah. you know, probably decreases some financial value. <laughs> I just have yeah. I have yeah. family members who were like, Yeah, boats are great if you want to take a big bunch of money and throw it in a fire, but you gotta love it and and, and they love it and so it's worth yeah. it to them and the of course the engine always is having problems in this or that. Needs to get fixed. Yeah. I have a cousin who was just like the hell with it and bought a motorhome yeah. and decided he's done in the boating business. But, you know, I, I get to be uh, you get to be a guest on them, and then and that's pretty fun. And then I get to go home. That's and, what to do. Yeah, yeah have, a, have friends with boats. Be a, be that's, a that's the thing to do. Although I do get a little boat mm-hmm. sick, but that's another thing. Yeah, Pleasure and to and talk yeah. to you, man. Glad All we right, can friend. finally do it. Yeah, yeah, this was great.
1: I I so appreciate you taking the time. Have a wonderful
0: day, and uh, keep in touch. All right. All right, man. See ya. And there you have it. That was my conversation with Andrew Gill. If you enjoyed that or other podcasts of mine, please like, subscribe, give a five-star review, as usual. It really helps. We keep uh, hoping to keep doing these Be well. Stay safe. See you next time. Take care. Thanks so much for listening.